0: Wow, it's pretty awesome that we can come together from wherever we are in the world and worship God. No matter our tribe, our nationality, our language, it's just awesome that we can with one voice declare Him our God and we can know that no matter where we are, we are worshiping the one true God. So thank you so very much for coming together from wherever you are in the world to wherever we are in the world, a little bit more about that later, Uh, just to worship God and just to honor Him. Let's pray together and then we'll jump into some things that are happening around here at Victory Life Church online, some introductions, and then we'll jump into the midweek message. Let's, uh, Let's pray together. Father, we just thank you that you are the one true God. We thank you that you are one that is deserving of our honor, our worship, our praise. We thank you that we can be wherever we are in the world and we can be worshiping you and honoring you. Thank you so much for being the God that you say you are, for not having said one thing and being another, thank you that you have met us exactly where we are and we're able to accomplish all the things that you say that we can in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you again for joining us here at Victory Life Church Online. If I haven't already met you, my name is Pastor Craig and I'm the online campus pastor. And we're out and about this week. In fact, we're going to be trying to out and about a little bit more over the next couple of weeks midweek messages are going to be kind of just from wherever we are in the world we we often say that around here at victory life church online that that we can do church from wherever we are in the world well welcome to doing church with me here at a local coffee shop just down the road from my home here in a small place called calera oklahoma it's just really awesome that we can come together and be the church and discuss the word of god and just be together. So right now, I'd love for you just to, in the chat room, in the comments, whether you're getting this on your Apple TV, on Facebook, on YouTube, on the online church platform, hey, just let us know where you're coming in from. Where are you doing church uh, right now? We're going to be over the next couple of weeks for our midweek messages, making it more around discussing the Word of God than than just being taught. So I want to really hear from you during the week. What is the message meant for you? Post a comment. Let us know. Love to hear what what you're doing in your devotional in fact in a couple of weeks time i'll be posting out on our facebook group and on our insta group i'd like to do a message series from wherever we are on your favorite scripture so hey it'd be awesome if you could post your favorite scripture and why it's your favorite scripture and on the fly we're going to be doing some messages around your favorite scripture how cool is that right now i'm very excited to let you know that uh, one of the uh, pastors here on the online campus, Pastor Gavin, is uh, on his way to Uganda. And remember, we've been collecting some funds for some Bibles and some things for, for our leaders there in Uganda, and thank you to you who've already given uh, to that fund. And if you are giving right now, just click on that Victory Life Church giving link, and one of the options will be a serve project. And everything that comes into the serve project right now is being directed to the pastors in Uganda from now until Christmas. We've got quite a lot to catch up. We've got $10,000 already out there in Uganda, uh, and we've paid that ahead. We've paid that in faith. Because we know that as a community, we are going to do great things together and be able to achieve our goal of uh, providing those waterproof Bibles in their waterproof covers to those uh, pastors in Uganda. So thank you very much. If you want to continue giving into that, thank you so much, Pastor Gavin is on his way there now. He's going to be posting some stuff on Facebook to let us know a little bit more about what's happening in Uganda and, and collecting the Bibles and that's all going to be available in our Facebook group. If you haven't already joined our Facebook group, please, please, please click on the link for of you on Facebook, you've already obviously joined our Facebook group, but uh, that's where it all happens. That's where we dialogue and chat about what's going on here at Victory Life Church Online. If you've already given or you feel compelled to say, hey, this, this online experience that I enjoy every weekend and every midweek uh, is our is my home, is my spiritual home, we'd love for you to be able to worship God with your tithes and offerings right now. As you just click on that link, know that it's safe, it's secure and we put every dime that we get to work in God's kingdom. You might have already seen some of the developments and some of the things that we're doing to make sure that you can get the word of God from wherever you are in the world and others can receive the blessing of uh, Pastor Duane and other people's teachings uh, around the world. So thank you so much for all that you do. Let's pray over those gifts, tithes and offerings, and then we'll get straight into today's discussion around the consequences of sin Uh, from the book of Romans so let's um let's just pray and then we'll jump straight in father thank you so much that we can be out and about in our daily lives and in a moment we can click on a link we can give and we can change the life of somebody across the globe father thank you that we can do something here wherever we are and people in Uganda are discovering you and your kingdom father thank you for all that you do Father, thank you for those people right now that are giving from, from Namibia and South Africa. We thank you that we can receive giving from Australia and New Zealand, the United Kingdom. We thank you for the far-flung uh, people around the world who are hearing this message and are just giving into your kingdom and are receiving the benefits. So Father, thank you. Thank you that you bless both the sower and the seed and we ask this now in Jesus' name. And people around the world said amen and amen. Well. As we begin this concept of out and about and just being able to be together from wherever we are in the world, I thought it would be really cool if we could have a little bit of worship on a, on a midweek service and then um, and then just jump into wherever we are to discuss stuff and, and just to chat about the Word of God and not just be um, listening and, and and just hearing. So even though during this broadcast I'll be doing a whole lot of talking, I hope that you are able to just um, post your comments, your thoughts. Hey, even question me. If you think that my theology is a bit off, I'm just going to be sharing from my journal and just sharing the notes. In fact, what I've done is I've just copied and pasted some of my journal notes into the notes tab um, and into the Facebook group. So if you want to just follow along with my journal notes um, as we discuss the scripture from Romans, uh, feel free to do so. Um, It's just awesome. I'm so honored and blessed that that you decided to join us today and just join in this conversation. I'm going to be using my phone, so um, I've got my coffee, I've got my phone, I've got my Bible, I've got my journal notes open. I hope that you're sharing the same way. Get yourself a cup of coffee, a cup of tea if you're in the United Kingdom. Um, if you're in South Africa, a cup of the rooibos tea would be good. Um, and uh, and whatever you want to drink, just uh, just get, get with me and join me as we discuss the Scripture. I wanted to start reading from Romans chapter 6 today. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read from verse 15. So if you want to pick it up in your own Bible study, you might want to read the whole chapter of Romans. But Romans chapter 6, 15 to 23 says this. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you are wholeheartedly called to obey his teaching that we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you understand this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led even deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do what is right. But what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For, have a look at verse 23, for the consequences of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We... um, Read that scripture and I just get so much out of it it's just it's just awesome to see that hey um, when we think about when I think about the word consequences when I think about hey consequences like like I used to love super domino rally you know you set up all the little dominoes and then you knock the one and as a consequence of the one the next is compelled to fall over consequences almost brings about a, a feeling or a state of of compulsion. It has to happen. And when we think about the fact that the consequences of sin is death, when we get into a life that is far away from God, death has to happen. Now we know that death happens to all of us. Uh, we know that physical death happens to all of us. But What the scripture is talking about is, is, is the consequences of your life being far from God means that you kind of feel like death right now. You kind of feel like, as that scripture says, that you're living in gloom and doom. And when we have a look at that understanding of, of shame and being ashamed of who you are, man, I know how that feels to be so ashamed of who we are that, that we just want to, we'd rather have a hole swallow us up and uh, we could be off the planet. Uh, and even though we're running around in the hamster wheel of life, we're still in a place of not feeling good enough. We're not in a place of not feeling well enough, fit enough, better enough, slim enough, thin enough, fat enough, ugly enough, pretty enough. There's always something we feel we have to be enough of. And we get to that place of shame where that, that veil of doom and gloom just falls over us. But the part of the scripture that really kind of stood out for me is that it speaks about the consequences of sin being death in Verse 23. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So when we think about it, it's almost like the consequences of sin are almost have to happen. But the gift that God gives us is kind of free. We can express that gift. We can receive that gift. We can, we can just live a life of joy and freedom when we understand that this gift That Jesus gives us revolves around some level of obedience. So when I have a look at at verse 16, I hope I'm making sense and I hope I'm just not meandering through my notes here because this is my personal revelation. I hope this is going to bring some personal revelation to you too. But when we have a look at verse 16, it says, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be once again, a slave compulsion, slave to sin, which leads to death. Or, have a look, you can choose to obey God. There's a binding, a bondage, an entrapment, a, a, something that you drag around with you when you're a slave. But when you choose your way of life, when you choose to obey God, there's something freeing. There's, there's a freedom that comes from the choice of obedience. Now, we often think this word obedience is like a chain. It means that I've got to do. But here, God is presenting obedience in the Scripture as not a weight to bear, but really as a tool to resist sin so that we can have life. The consequences of obedience is life. The consequence of being far from God, sin, is death. And so we're not talking about physical death here. We're talking about emotional and spiritual death. Sin, core sin, is anything that that distances us from God. Now, we think that sometimes we've got uh, certain terms. We, we think that, hey, idolatry is sin. Uh, sex before marriage, that must be sin. Homosexuality, that's sin. Well, all of those things are lifestyles that might come from being far from God. It might come from being distanced from God that I have a problem with alcoholism. It might be that because I'm far from God, I have a bondage to cussing or swearing, or using the Lord's name in vain. There's many manifestations of being far from God. There's many reasons that we can look and see at a person or in ourselves that, hey, that person, or I think I'm a bit far from God. When we have a look, though, is... The same thing happened to Adam and Eve right at the beginning. Um, They got to start thinking that maybe just there was a better way. Maybe just there there was a better way. And as a result, they chose to understand or get their mind around choosing between good and evil. And really, when we look at it, Satan the devil uh, came amongst them and and remember God had said to them in in Genesis, he, he said that if you eat of its fruit, you will surely die. Now, it wasn't that the fruit was poison or that the fruit was the epitome of sin. No, but entering into a mindset of thinking that you might know better, entering into a mindset of being dissatisfied with the life that God has given you, starts to create in us this thought process that we know better than God. We can start thinking that the choices that God has given us aren't freeing, but are limiting us. And we, we, we get enslaved to this thought process that we have to th- come up with a better way. We have to think better. We have to know the way out. We have to be able to rely on ourselves. We have to stand on our own two feet. And because we get into this this mode of, of being dissatisfied with the life that God has asked us to choose, We actually become bound to this life of dissatisfaction. And the moment we get dissatisfied with the life that God has put out for us and offered us, we become disobedient because we begin to choose to do things our own way and not God's way. And so Satan wants you to be dissatisfied with yourself. He wants you to think that you're not good enough. He wants you to feel that your lifestyle doesn't measure up. He wants you to hear the condemnation when you go to church because that's going to push you away. He doesn't. God doesn't want the condemnation in church, but Satan wants you to hear it. He wants you to feel, he wants to make you feel judged. He wants to make you feel depressed because as soon as you start feeling that you're not good enough, you become dissatisfied in your mind with the life that God has already given you. And immediately, as soon as you're dissatisfied with the life God has given you, and you become thinking that, hey, I can do it my own way, or I shouldn't have done that, or I'm not good enough. As soon as you do that, you fundamentally become disobedient. And you become entrapped to the shame, this guilt, this condemnation. So when we have a look at that, that, that thought process, it probably can be best summed up like this, and I wrote it in my notes like this. When we begin to entertain what is best for us, or ourselves, without hearing the word of God, we begin to make decisions that move us from a place of association obedience, to a place of opposition, disobedience. I'm going to say that again. The moment that we begin entertaining our own thoughts, that maybe the word of God is not fully there or not good enough, as soon as we become dissatisfied with God's thoughts about ourselves and we begin entertaining our own thoughts, good or bad, then we move from a place of associating with God, life through obedience, to a place fundamentally through disobedience of opposition. God doesn't want you to obey him because he wants you to blindly just trust what he says. No, he wants you to obey him because he knows that obedience to the life giver means that you get life. And it's not a cho- It's not a slave. It's a choice. And, and he wants the divine equation, as I put in my notes, to be true, that obedience to him brings life and life in abundance. Obedience is not about conforming to some law or to some rigid way of life or to some lifestyle choices that you have to make. No, obedience is having a posture of satisfaction with God. If we are satisfied with God, we want to obey Him. When we become satisfied with a certain product, we, we love that product. We really are satisfied with the quality of that product. We are willing to pay for that product because we are satisfied with what that can deliver. And so it is with God. When we become satisfied, sold out, nothing else matters, that is the right way to go. When we become satisfied with God and we become dissatisfied with the thoughts that, that we're not good enough, that we, we, there is more, we we need to be understanding that we need to be dissatisfied with what Satan is telling us and fully satisfied with God. Not even thinking that we can do it better. Not even thinking that we we can make a better decision other than being obedient to God. When we get to that place, and not about conforming to some law, but actually obedience means the freedom of expressing the life that God has given you. The freedom of expressing the life that God has given you. And then We'd be wanting to run away from sin. We'd be wanting to run away from anything that entraps us and, and keeps us as a slave because we want the freedom of the life that God has given us. We'd be wanting to run away from things that make us feel good about ourselves that's fake, bad about ourselves that's fake. We want to we be running away from things that irrationally trump us up or irrationally put us down, and we just want to be basking in the satisfaction of the life of God and whatever that brings. I often come to people and they say, are you judging my lifestyle? Are you saying that I'm wrong in the choices I've made? Well, I want to ask you this. Are you satisfied with where your lifestyle has gotten you? Or do you really believe that maybe, just maybe, God has more in store for you? I don't want to judge your lifestyle but I am going to say to you that, hey, maybe just you should go on a a journey of discovering what God has more for you. Because there's always more. You you can be the most pious, holy man in, in all of Christendom and still God has more in store for you. You can be the biggest sinner under the sun or you can be completely satisfied that your lifestyle is the way you should be and how you were made. Whatever it is, you need to understand that wherever you are, Don't judge your lifestyle, just judge your posture towards being satisfied with the the, the more that God has in store for you. As soon as you adopt mediocrity, as soon as you say, I've arrived and this is who I am, you become dissatisfied with what God has in store for you. I want to ask you, I want to, in fact, plead with you today, hey, just posture yourself towards God and watch him take you from where you are, good, bad or ugly from where you are onto greater things, onto wonderful things. If you think you've got a great life now, watch what happens when you posture yourself in satisfaction to the more that God has in store for you. Watch him take you on from a great life to an incredible life. Watch him take you on from from having certain traits that you know you might not like. Watch him refine you. Watch him change you. Watch him do more for you. It's an amazing thing what God can do when, hey, you are willing to posture yourself in a place of satisfaction with God. And then finally today, I wanted to just think through this concept of of sin covering love. If, If God's desire is to grow you, is to have more for you, in fact, God loves you and that's why He wants you to have a better life. That's why He wants to keep you growing, keep you moving, keep you on the up. It's because he loves you. But when we get entrapped in this process of shame, when we get entrapped in this process of dissatisfaction with what God has already given me and has in store for me, we get into a place of shame. It happened to Adam and Eve. As soon as they became dissatisfied with the promises that God had given them and tried to make their own promises come true, they got dissatisfied with what God had offered them. And as soon as they were confronted by that dissatisfaction, they got shameful. Isn't that what that scripture in Romans chapter 6 mentioned at the beginning? We become ashamed of what we did. We became ashamed. As soon as we start living a life where we are dissatisfied with the goodness of God and we become satisfied with the mediocrity of our own abilities, we become shameful. We realize that we're not measuring up. Even right now, I know massive areas of my life where I could get all trapped in depression and shame because I'm not the father or I'm not the husband or I'm not the man of God that I should be. But you know what? I'm willing to open up my life to the love of God so that love, the love of God, can cover over my weaknesses and promote me, can rectify my lifestyle and promote me. But as soon as I get trapped in the shame The sin that comes from that, the consequence of sin, of being distanced from God, the shame that comes from that seems to cover over the love. It's like this. A man can have the greatest love for his family, but he becomes wrapped up in providing. He becomes wrapped up in making money and having the good things and living the good life and and becomes materialistic. He becomes so wrapped up in providing for his family on his own power because he, re- he thinks to himself that maybe God isn't providing enough. He becomes dissatisfied with, with what God is providing and strives to get his own satisfaction on his own plan. And in so doing, even though he had all the right motives, his lifestyle changes. And now all of a sudden, his family isn't seeing him a lot. There's, there's a consequence to his dissatisfaction with the life that God has given him. And as a result, we find that families end up in turmoil, Because dad is chasing the job, moving around, always on the road, maybe has three or four jobs, never ever spends time with his wife and family. And the consequences of his dissatisfaction with the life that God had given him, the consequences of him distancing himself from the solution of God and looking for his own solution, well, you know the end of that story. It ends in death. So when we understand that love covers over the issues of our lives, and grows us up, all of us, no matter our lifestyle, the converse is also true. That if we allow ourselves to get caught up in being distanced from God and being dissatisfied with God, well then, sin covers over the ability for our God to love us and for us to love God. And then Genesis chapter 3, 20, tells us, that as soon as we do that, as soon as we distance ourselves from God, as soon as we hide behind a bush... Shame creeps in. Shame causes so many negative consequences. Dissatisfaction with God, distancing yourself from the solution of God in your life, causes so many consequences. Now, I'm not here today to judge your lifestyle. I'm not here to ju- for you to judge my lifestyle. I'm here today to say to you that no matter what your life looks like right now, God has more for you. Don't be satisfied with where you are. are press into the Father, press into the choices of being obedient to Him. When we become dissatisfied with the principles that he's laid out in the, in the Bible, when, he be, when we become dissatisfied with, with how marriage should be, when we become dissatisfied with what gender looks like, when we become dissatisfied with the things that he's outlined for our, our purity and our direction in our life, our purpose in our lives, when we become dissatisfied with his promises that he has for us, we're going to go and seek our own understanding. We're going to go and seek our own situation. And when we meet that standard, when we meet what we have said is right for our lives, We're actually putting a cap on our lives because God always has more if you're willing to be satisfied with the promises that he has for you and the principles and the laws that he's asked us to look at he wants you to be obedient he wants you to be satisfied in him because being satisfied in him brings life as Romans chapter 6 tells us what a wonderful wonderful scripture not a condemning scripture but a promotory scripture. The moment we knowingly or subconsciously deny God, there is some level of death in our lives. That death brings consequences of shame and guilt. Shame and guilt turn, in turn cause us to die from within. In fact, there's an expression, and I was sharing this with somebody just before this recording, was sometimes you can be so embarrassed that you walk into a situation, you're telling the story of when you were so embarrassed that you you actually say, I could have died. You see, embarrassment, shame, dissatisfaction with who you are and who God has made you to be causes death. Even subconsciously, we know that. And so being satisfied in the life that God has asked us to choose brings about life an eternal life. And so when we have a look at that scripture, we can understand that shame is an, the ultimate weapon of Satan and the devil. He wants you to be embarrassed. He wants you to be dissatisfied. He wants you to think little of the life that God has given you. Because as soon as you think little and as soon as you become dissatisfied, you become shameful. And the busyness of life keeps us from being excited with what God has in store for us. That scripture is just absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today on the journey through Romans chapter six. Next week, we're gonna take a little bit more look, a greater look at, at what shame does to us and what being ashamed does in ruining your purpose. The consequence of being ashamed of who you are keeps you from walking out the satisfied life God has called you to be. So thank you so much for joining us today here in a coffee shop. Wherever you are, in your living room, in a coffee shop, wherever you're receiving this broadcast, thank you, thank you, thank you for having coffee with me today. And one of the reasons why people ask me, hey, why do you have iced coffee? Well, my coffee never goes cold. So it's awesome to be able to talk to you. Let my coffee sit there. I'm going to enjoy that cup of coffee now. As you comment, as you provide your thoughts to this today's message, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Love you guys. Look forward to seeing you during the weekend as Pastor Dwayne continues his series and into next week as we have more coffee, more out and about around the Word of God. Love you guys. Look forward to seeing you really soon again here at Victory Life Church online.